Listener discretion is advised for the following episode as we will be discussing themes of supernatural horror and violent crimes involving minors. And we are on air. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Okay, what the <laughs> fuck? Starting off strong, welcome to Rants and Rabbit Trails. I'm your host, Pearl. And I'm your host, Morgan. <laughs> yeah, okay. And I'm your host, Morgan. <laughs> I can't do it. I'm, I'm laughing. We're a little cracked out, cracked uh, up on caffeine. Having one of those mornings or... Uh, the the zoomies you drink the caffeine and it all it does is increase your heart rate to like a concerning extent but then you're still yawning and, and ready to go back to sleep yeah i feel like your heart's gonna like explode out of your chest it's one of the <laughs> <laughs> it's one uh, of them days yeah we're just gonna make our anxiety worse oh it's gonna be good <laughs> Today we have a paranormal episode. We're going to be talking about urban legends. Ah, I love an Uh, urban legend. I'm so excited. I've been looking forward to this one. Um, uh, Pearl has like one of the more classic urban urban legends. I have an internet urban legend. Um, I would say yours is more classic. Maybe for our generation. I haven't heard. Or maybe it's it's just because I didn't hear about mine until like a few years ago. Oh, okay. But they're both creepy as fuck, so... You're fuck- You're always fucking lying! <laughs> Why are you always fucking lying? Um... <laughs> it's not gonna make any sense. I feel like... The reason that I say that is because it's like... I feel like it's a different sort of origin. And I, I was having a hard time writing about... Yours is definitely more modern. Too, where it's like, mine is more modern. It's really interesting to see how legends and like folklore and things can come into being and how they evolve and change depending on like the era Mm -hmm. and the generation and uh i i think it's super interesting i've always loved urban legends for that reason you can kind of see every storyteller tells it a little bit differently and uh kind of grows and evolves because of that especially like if it's a generational one too Mm -hmm. Um, or based on cultures where like a lot of cultures have similar ones that maybe had a common ancestor (laughs) (laughs) where it just kind of like branches out word of mouth and, uh, yeah, I I think it's super cool. Yes. I, I love that. It's just something that has like always happened. Like there's always crazy legends. It's like innate. (laughs) <laughs> yeah like no seriously like we people as people do. we're gonna talk we're gonna talk and about we're gonna stuff. love spooky shit yeah yeah that's true or at least be intrigued by it definitely and even from like the simplest things that parents make up to keep their children in line to you know things that have been around for generations grandma used to tell it you know grandma people swear that this thing is real or whatever it's just i don't know i like them <laughs> i like them i like them add in some like paranormal and some psychological horror to an urban legend or into the mix it is pretty oh i'll my probably gosh. be hooked you know so speaking of paranormal and psychological horror 
I'm going to talk about one of the biggest, most popular of our generation, the internet legend of the Slenderman. Ooh, Slendy boy. Slendy boy. <laughs> so I have a lot of memories of like playing the Slenderman games on, Never played like them. on console or on the computer with my friends. Played at Noah's house. Noah! <laughs> he'll, he'll remember what I'm talking about. Uh, with his sister, and I have Snapchats uh, that, like... Oh my gosh, yes. Where we were screaming, <laughs> screaming. And we were playing, like, daylight. Still, Dude. we were screeching, and we had to, like, have... <laughs> we had to have Noah go through a lot of it because, again... <laughs> I can't be in the middle of it. Like, I love watching people play scary games. Um, I love watching horror things. I can't be the one having to operate in that. It's though. a lot. Like, like my I, body forgets how to work when I'm doing that kind of thing. Yeah, I freeze. So when it comes to playing games, I literally just like sit there with the controller in my hands or just like sit there at the desk. It's staring like me when I tried to play Five Nights at Freddy's and I literally didn't make it past the main menu. <laughs> You're like, the main menu is scary I think enough. I'm actually good. Yeah, I just stand there unmoving. And again, I'm just like, you know, I, I don't know. I don't think I can do this. I can't do anything. So I'm just going to stand here and do nothing and die instead. <laughs> so... <laughs> Dying while you're standing there and doing nothing versus being chased or creeped up on really is preferable. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. Work smarter, game. Not harder. <laughs> Work smarter. <laughs> I expend all that energy when you're gonna get caught anyway. That's what uh, I always say. <laughs> but yeah, I have some pretty pretty funny memories of playing Slenderman. And watching my friends play it and just being scared as fuck and just loving it. And it still kind of freaks me out a little bit. Um, not gonna lie. It's a little eerie spooky. Not the meme versions of Slendy, obviously. <laughs> not the meme version. Not the memed versions, but uh, yeah. So... Created in 2009 by Eric Knudsen, the Slenderman was first introduced to the world on a thread in the Something Awful internet forum. And Something Awful is like a website that hosted a lot of uh, different types of content, um, like comedic material, like different forums, digitally altered photos, sort of sounds a little bit like Reddit in a mm -hmm. way. Um, so the thread that this came up on was a thread that challenged people to a Photoshop contest, and oh. their goal was to create paranormal images. So, that sounds like a fun Photoshop contest. Honestly. I just gotta say... So Nudson contributed two black and white photos of children in which he added a thin, tall an unnaturally proportioned figure in a suit to the backgrounds of these photos. Why does the suit make it so much creepier? I don't fucking know. <laughs> it just, it suggests this, like, aspect of human-like intelligence, I think. Um, 
or at least like are trying to appear, appear as human adjacent human. at least exactly but it's so far not <laughs> that i think maybe that is a is part of it but uh, yeah so he contributed these two photos but he also went above and beyond uh because he not only contributed these two creepy photos that i'm looking at and i'm going to show you uh but he also added really eerie descriptions under the photos as well. And these descriptions were intended to be from, like, quote, eyewitnesses. Love. Uh, and they tell of the events around the abductions of the children in the photos. Oh my god. These quotes also coined the name The Slender Man for the first time. Mm. I'm showing her the photos. Have oh you never seen God, these? The one on the right. Yeah. Have you? I actually haven't. I actually haven't? don't know that much about Slenderman other than like a few things and about like real life crime things, which I feel yeah. like you're going to talk about maybe. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, spooky. Uh, spooky. I don't like them. Very just like objectively eerie. Yeah, exactly. Um, under the first photograph, uh, the quote reads, quote, We didn't want to go. We didn't want to kill them. But its persistent silence and outstretched arms horrified and comforted us at the same time. Ew! 1983, photographer unknown, presumed dead. Not the outstretched arms. Get Away! <laughs> Horrified and comforted us uh, at the same time. No! <laughs> Not into it. <laughs> uh, the second photograph has a quote One of the two recovered photographs from the Sterling City Library blaze. Notable for being taken the day which 14 children vanished and for what is referred to as the Slender Man. Deformities cited as film defects by officials. Fire at library occurred one week later. Actual photograph confiscated as evidence. 1986, photographer Mary Thomas missing since June 13th, 1986, end quote. Oh my gosh. So, Slendy gained popularity quickly after this material was posted, um, and the quotes really just bumped it up to a whole new level it took like a simple photograph contest entry and made it into this legend it makes it feel like it's already steeped in lore yeah it's already like this thing that has lore and legend um so that just kind of took it up to a higher level and it intrigued and spooked people everywhere Content featuring Slendy and similar creatures began flooding the internet after this, each with their own twists or things on the character. His motives, abilities, and appearance can all differ depending on the content and the creator, uh, which gives the Slenderman as a fictional character, but also as sort of like an urban legend, a type of flexibility that not a lot of others can. Because mm-hmm. there is technically, I think, like, a copyright to him but it's just so interesting that 
again, the whole urban legend thing differs, you know, stories differ depending on the storyteller. But with this becoming such a huge legend uh, during the age of information and the internet, it's just this whole different level of everybody putting their own spin mm -hmm. on this sort of creature character and story. Um, it was just content and everything which is flooded everywhere. There's so many people who are into that realm of the internet too, just like spooky stories, writing spooky stories. Yeah. The Slenderman itself is most commonly characterized as an abnormally tall and thin humanoid figure with unnaturally long limbs, a featureless face, and tentacles or tentacle-like arms protruding from its back. Not Hello? I did not know anything about tentacles. Mm -hmm. Not all the time in all content. All Obviously, right, 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 it differs. Right. Um, I know in Slender the Eight Pages, which was like the first big Slender game that came out. Um, have you played that? No. Have you watched anyone play that? No. Now I'm going to, though. This is, it's, it's, you're essentially tasked with collecting eight pages of, honestly, what looks like scribbles of a mad person. <laughs> like, whatever. Uh, you're in the woods, it's dark outside with a flashlight, and you're being stalked by the Slenderman the entire time. If you get caught by Slendy, uh, then you'll see, like, his tentacle, tentacle arms, like, come out of the back. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, yeah. Nothing creepier to me than um, searching around in the dark in the woods with the flashlight. By the way. I'm going to scare her so bad. I just pulled up. I just typed it in Google and put, like clicked images. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah, I like that. He's a baddie. Yeah. I've seen Honestly, that one with the little girl. That's like the one image that I... I feel like I've seen more of it. That's the one that like sticks out in my mind. That's... Mm, I don't like that one, no. Um, <laughs> so, additionally, looking at or being close in proximity to the entity for too long can cause, quote, slender sickness, <laughs> which includes... Nosebleeds, paranoia, delusion, insomnia, hallucinations, and amnesia. Okay, all my favorite symptoms. <laughs> yeah, super fun. Delusions, um, delusion, amnesia, amnesia. Sounds like my regular Tuesday. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. Um. So again, I have the most experience or like firsthand anecdotes. Uh, from playing the video game so i'm probably going to mention the eight pages and the arrival is the second one slender the arrival so i'm gonna mention those the most but you essentially it's sort of got this like found film vibe to it mm -hmm. your vision in those games is through a can a camcorder okay um or at least you can pull up a camcorder i'm not 100 i can't remember it's been a while <laughs> but if you look at the slenderman with the camcorder it's got that classic like 
electrical distortion mm-hmm. like, like and, a little staticky yeah staticky like it won't pick up like that classic paranormal shit yeah if you guys could see how many times i've scrunched my nose in disgust already she it's been a lot of i'm time. disgusted i'm disgusted <laughs> So, the Sunderman is commonly associated with the forest and abandoned places where he stalks his prey from behind the trees and from the hidden unseen places. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know why. I'm laughing. She's laughing because she's nervous. Uh, not the hidden unseen places. Please, no. Stay back. I have just this horrific fear of looking like. In my backyard or the trees or something, and just seeing something <gasps> looking at me from behind a tree. Same. I'm, I'm gonna Every time I go camping, I'm like, <laughs> every time, yeah, I'm like, oh, I love nature and the trees. And then I'm like, I know. But not the fucking spooky bitches hiding behind the trees. Yeah. Um, slendry, slendry, slendry. <laughs> slendry can teleport. Oh, and cool. Yeah, Casual. on occasion. <laughs> Depending on the storyteller, he can also use this teleportation ability on others or on his prey to move them around and confuse them. Oh, hate! That's disgusting! <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna start crying. Nudson said that he intended to create a character that was, quote, Something whose motivations can barely be comprehended and which caused unease and terror in a general population, end quote. I think he accomplished that. Yeah, definitely. The more you get into, like, researching or, like, even just playing the games, it's 100% something that is, like, highly intelligent. And you cannot fucking even begin to understand what the fuck he wants. I'm so grossed out. <laughs> it's people quickly began sharing and posting stories and like quote experiences involving the Slenderman on internet forums and like as creepy pastas and just everywhere. Fan made videos and series began to pop up. Video games, again, my personal favorite, <laughs> uh, and we're gonna play those. <laughs> Video games about Slendy were made, and rather quickly after its conception, we received just this huge rush of Slenderman content. The first ever Slendy Boy YouTube series is called Marble Hornets, and it was created in the same year, so really quickly, um, 2009. Okay. Um, the series boosted the popularity of the Slenderman, and apparently, which I did not know, heavily influenced the entity's canon. And, like, lore. So, with 87 videos or entries, as they're called, which is just so... Creepy. So slender. Um, Marble Hornets follows the story of a kid named Jay, uh, who records himself searching for and investigating the disappearance of his friend Alex. So, Alex began the entries and was making a, a student film Aww, whatever classic bombs. Um, and yeah <laughs> so alex began the recordings and apparently his student film was going to be called marble hornets it slowly or quickly transitioned to alex obsessively recording himself because he believed he was being stalked 
So there's that. Um, believed he was being stalked by a creature they refer to as the operator. Okay. Um, so Alex eventually ends his project as like not doing good <laughs> due to being stalked. Um, hands the project and the tapes essentially over to his friend Jay um, and asks him to burn the tapes. Uh, just fucking get rid of them. And then Alex disappears after transferring okay. to like, a new school. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm here. I'm there. So Jay then takes over the series and he's like trying to figure out what was so disturbing to Alex. So he's like watching the tapes, trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. And then he's like, shit. That's when he starts taking over and filming and trying to figure out where his friend went, what happened to him. Um, and the videos over time lead him to multiple different locations, like abandoned homes and buildings. And uh, he eventually begins to find out what was so terrifying and dangerous as he begins to be hunted and stalked as well. <sighs> Alex, this... you, you should have known this would happen. <laughs> this series has like multiple seasons 87 videos oh my gosh it's like this full thing and i'm kind of really curious to watch it um so that really um that introduced sort of the aspect of like video distortion and interruptions when the slenderman is nearby or when you film him introduced also the concept of a proxy so a slender proxy is typically a young adult uh, who have suffered slender sickness for far too long and essentially go batshit crazy fold to do Slenderman's bidding. So oh they're like a feral, insane um, puppet. Do they start wearing a suit too? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're terrifying, dude. At least in the, the game. Mm. Uh, mm. <laughs> Yeah. Not the slender sickness. Proxies were apparently initially just going to be people who were driven violently insane. Um, but then it's sort of like, oh, you're you're violently insane, but also a puppet, essentially. Uh, in some great content. Combo. <laughs> a great combo. Super awesome. In some content, materials and belongings of proxies before they were a proxy can be found in which one can view the decline into madness that this person suffered. And though they are initially afraid of the Slenderman, as they slide deeper into delusion, they view him as a sort of comforting savior. Ew. In which they can find peace. Mm. No. Yeah. No. So it's kind of... Suggested or assumed that a lot of the victims of Slenderman either end up as proxies or something else. Nobody fucking knows. Uh, yeah. So I was going to say that I want to play a game with you so bad. Um, and I think it's in the arrival, the second one. Yeah, it's the second one. You too are looking for your friend that has disappeared and um you essentially go to her house and you go up to her bedroom and you walk in and the walls are covered in just like crazy person scribbles drawings of the slenderman that are like 
Mm. Like crazy, like, like scratched. Shit. <laughs> yeah, like scratched into the walls, like insane fucking shit, like drawings of the trees and just like crazy person jargon okay. on the walls and everything. And when you're in her room, if you look out the window, you can see him sometimes Ew. watching you. No, you can't. I just really want to play that game with you. So despite the fact that the Slenderman is a work of fiction, um, his legend was believed by some, especially of the younger generations and kids. I mean, like, fuck, I was worried for a little bit as a kid. (laughs) I was also like like, extremely anxious, scared kid. But belief in Slendy was not uncommon. Mm-mm. And younger kids that like had unsupervised internet time and you know just shit like that. So you're like not gonna know what's fact kid and fiction. Of a certain generation. Yeah, you're not gonna <laughs> be able to be like, oh, that's fake. That's not fake. Especially when there was so much content that was labeled as like evidence. Mm-hmm. So that combined with just like the popularity spreading like wildfire. Um, so like previously stated, Marble Hornets helped create a lot of the characteristics and lore that most people consider canon today. Creepypastas and stories were made. Um, the Endermen in Minecraft were inspired by Slender. I don't know if you play a lot of Minecraft or anything, but... Oh um, my god. Yeah, thrilling entertainment featuring Slendy was created in the form of movies, fan-made works, and video games. So, just for fun, some content featuring Slendy or inspired by Slendy includes he was potentially featured in a Skrillex music video. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah, which is the first of the year Equinox, which is the one that goes, call 911 now! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, so, apparently, in that. All right. In the background of a level in Plants vs. Zombies, Garden Warfare, he can randomly be seen um, as a goat in Goat Simulator (laughs) called Slender Goat. Oh my god. Have you ever played Goat Simulator? No, but I've seen clips. And every single time I'm like going through Game Pass, I'm like, "Mm, Goat Simulator? (laughs) When we start playing video games, uh, we gotta play that as well. But as a goat called Slender Goat, Slay. in which all of the goat's arms are super, or legs are super long, and uh, it's in a suit. <laughs> <laughs> as a pony in a 2014 episode of My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. Excuse the fuck out of me? Yeah. In a 2014 episode of the CW series Supernatural, titled oh, yes. Thin Man in which the monster acts and appears super akin to Slendy. He's featureless, button-up shirt, hides in forests, causes hallucinations, and abducts children. So I don't know if I've gotten to that episode or not. But You didn't say, like, what season it's in, did you? It just says 2014. Oh, I probably haven't seen that. Let's see. I love Supernatural. There's so many goddamn episodes of Supernatural. Oh, 15th episode of season 9. Oh, yeah, I definitely haven't gotten that far. I'm probably pretty close. Um, But yeah, in a Supernatural episode, uh, apparently as a reference in Family Guy, two times. Okay. Which isn't a lot, but it's 
weird that it happened twice. (laughs) (laughs) And that was just like a tiny little handful of things. Pop culture icon for a moment is what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately, not all of Slenderman's influence is as, you know, quote, harmless as like a reference in media or as a goat in a video game or a spooky story. The nature of the legend is a darker one, um, just inherently, so mm-hmm. don't want to brush that off. And again, younger people wouldn't know what's real and what isn't back then when this like first came out. And as a psychological horror, at least for me, uh, like legends and stories like this can hold a scary amount of power over people, um, especially just a young kid mm-hmm. or somebody who's not super stable yeah uh which is relatable (laughs) so um i'm gonna reiterate the disclaimer or trigger warning of violent crime and gore um involving minors so be advised in may 2014 two 12 year old girls in wisconsin allegedly led a classmate into the woods where they held her down and stabbed her 19 times in an effort to appease the Slenderman and become his proxies. Believing that unaliving somebody would be the first step in doing so. Dude. During their questioning, they also stated that they believed the Slender would kill their entire families if they did not commit the crime. Miraculously, the victim did survive, I want to mention that, after crawling out of the woods to the roadway where a passing biker spotted her and called the police. These girls were diagnosed with mental illnesses, but were charged as adults, um, in which they were facing up to 65 years in prison. And, um, I mean, the trial itself had to be postponed, I think, because neither of them were declared fit to stand trial. Yeah, um, one of the not, yeah, it's not giving the impression that they would be. No, no, one of them was very, very unwell, and it's really sad as such young people. But one of them mentioned that uh, Slenderman talked to her. That she also talked to Voldemort from the Harry Potter series. Um, that. Just these different, you know, fictional beings kind of, like, held this power over her is really sad. So the trial was postponed because they were not fit um, to stand trials. And once they were, one of the girls, um, because they were tried separately, claimed that they were not responsible for their actions due to insanity. And later on, she was sentenced to the maximum allowed sentence of 40 years in a Wisconsin mental hospital. At, like, fucking crazy. That age. The other girl who was 16 at the time of the trial was sentenced to be hospitalized for 25 years from the date of the crime, which would keep her institutionalized till she was 37. Yeah, I mean, you can't really stab someone 19 times and, you know. It's just insane. It's so wild that those things are intertwined, like the Slenderman thing with that. It's so fucking crazy. It's insane. Um, Again, just how much power, like, a fictional thing can hold. 
I mean, I feel like it's so easy to go, like, if you even get paranoid for a second about something like that, it's so easy to, like, Slip fall into... down that rabbit hole. Oh, 100%. Just... That's happened to me multiple times. It's like... It's... Yeah, the downside to fun, spooky stories. Yeah, um, it's it's very sad, but... Um, I'm so glad that girl survived, though. Holy shit, how traumatic, too. but, like... That's insane. Eric Knudsen decided that he would not do any interviews on the incident, but the creator of Slenderman did make a statement in 2014, quote, I am deeply saddened by the tragedy in Wisconsin, and my heart goes out to the families of those affected by this terrible act, end quote. Which I feel like this guy was just like, no, I mean, he just like, made something. It like, could be literally it. anything. Yeah, on, like, a thread, like, for fun or whatever, and then to have something like this happen, like, like I five would definitely years later or whatever. feel bad, but it's not like it's his fault. I, I, at least I don't see no, that anybody it's... else other than these girls are responsible for their own actions, oh, as 100%. sad as it is. As sad as it is. So this event caused widespread panic over slender and now adults and parents everywhere knew about it It wasn't just like the younger kids like this is an internet meme or whatever so while slenderman initially was intended to be like an unsettling work of fiction the grip that it had grown to have on culture as a whole was so deep that kids again had a hard time separating fact from fiction and um, while many other creators and artists took inspiration from the sort of eldritch creature Slendy now had a huge negative connotation in the minds of adults and people everywhere. People worried over the moral implications of the Slenderman and the effects and influence that a character, just a simple character that's fake, could have and did have on younger kids and their mental health and their safety. Internet so, safety. It was, yeah, and it wasn't just like slender alone it was now the internet as a whole right other became things this like big topic in that realm yeah it, it kind of reminds me of like the whole opinion theory that like people who play video games who play like shooter video are, games are gonna be shooters in real life yeah and it's exactly like, hey, that's not you can't really blame one person like you know like one person did some crazy shit like i don't know it's sad that, like, we can't... I don't know. There are, like, negative consequences for things like this, but... Yeah. I don't know. It's such a tough But it's not... Subject. It's... It's... It's not inherently bad. It's the, like, ignorance and people ignoring obvious mental health issues mm -hmm. and cries for help, I feel like, and mm -hmm. things like that, where it's, like, it's not... I feel like mental health as a whole is still such it's thankfully a lot more of a public topic now than it has ever been but there's a lot of groups of people that don't necessarily feel safe to you know reach out about their mental health problems yeah. or can't really get the proper resources to get help yeah definitely it is a complicated topic but it is like you said, like internet safety and I think mental health awareness um, is big. Can go a long way. Everywhere. Yeah. So other incidents 
that police and parents alike have connected to the Slenderman exist, but I don't want to dive into those darker things. Um, But again, just obviously not the intent of anybody who creates anything to have an effect like that. There's so many dark pieces of media out there. Like, I love horror movies. Yeah. Like you said, people don't always have ship-shaped mental health. Yeah. And it's sad that families and people don't It's like a lot of people just don't know what to look out for. Yeah. Or don't care to. Well, and if things do happen, then, like, why try to find... Like, obviously, something might influence somebody negatively if they're not in a stable mindset. That's why I don't watch scary movies if I know I'm not stable. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because it will send me off. It'll send me off. But I still enjoy scary movies. It's this, like, I have... I know where my lines are. I know myself enough to do that. But kids aren't going to know that. Right. And you can't fully blame this, like, outside influence um no and then just like ignore the fact that they obviously need help like this is a kid they're not gonna know how to like navigate these things it's a little bit fucked up that you would just blame it on an internet story instead of you know maybe you should life factors (gasps) like more like present in your kid's life i don't know but Beware the Slender Man, um, an HBO documentary, was released in 2016 after the majority of these violent acts were committed. Uh, the aftermath of these events left people everywhere a bit rattled, again, like for good reason, because this spooky meme and work of fiction suddenly became a horrific real thing that had ruined lives mm-hmm. and influenced so many people horribly. And, like, even I remember hearing all the insane news around the attacks and stuff that had happened and were, like, credited to Slenderman and how scary that was because, for me, like, I grew up playing these games. It was, like, like entertainment. It was entertainment. It was just, like, a spooky, bone-chilling work of fiction, a game to play with friends while we, like, screamed and laughed. And then just, like, all of a sudden it was this thing that was taken so far and became like such a real thing despite the fact the slender man is a f- work of fiction it became a real thing and and these like influences in the way that people acted which is just so freaky to me still like, yeah it's something like it, that it's really like you don't often see an urban legend bleed into real life like that in exactly. that way exactly um, so even after all of that, after popularity declined, Slendy and adaptations of the work continued to appear in content as it always had. Benevolent renditions of the Slenderman took off um, after the violent crimes happened, um, supposedly as an effort from fans to kind of change course of his nature, like whereas rather than like abducting kids, he's now... Saving kids from abusive households. You know? Oh my gosh. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. He's now, you know, rescuing more of like a savior for kids that need one instead of just like, you know, a more negative version. <laughs> so interesting. Yeah. There was apparently a movie released in 2018 called Slender Man, which I had no idea. I was going to ask earlier on. I'm like, I bet there's movies and yeah. stuff, but. 
and it was apparently fucking terrible. And I wanted to add this quote because I thought it was funny. <laughs> but this was from a critic that said the movie was, quote, a tasteless and inedibly undercooked serving of the internet's stalest creepypasta. Slenderman aspires to be, for the YouTube era, what the ring was to the last gasps of the VHS generation. But there's one fundamental difference that sets the two apart. The ring is good, and the Slenderman is terrible. <laughs> End quote. Uh, Amazing. That's so funny. But, yeah, I mean... There's great potential there. <laughs> Perhaps this has revealed to you just how layered the Slenderman's folklore and influence is, and, like, how it's penetrated <laughs> into our society. <laughs> <laughs> Since its conception in 2009, with, like, a positive creative influence for, like, creators and artists and writers everywhere, as well as a negative, harmful, very real influence that was no doubt not an intent of the creator. Right. Regardless of how you view the Slenderman or tales of this kind that were birthed sort of, like, from internet culture, it's not, you know, a... An urban legend that's been around for years and years and years and years and years and years and years, you know, it's it's a baby comparatively. And mm -hmm. it's, again, it's something that is different in the way of like, it would not have probably been uh, this. It wouldn't have had the same effect. This, Yeah, this big or had this effect or been potentially conceived at all if the internet and pop culture wasn't a thing. Mm -hmm. So... It's just really interesting to have been able to sort of live through the creation of a legend like that uh, in this new sort of era um, and to see how something can become folklore and become steeped in like just society and like mm -hmm. of a generation. So, yeah, it's just been cool to be an observer of something like that and how it continues to be shaped and molded and you know how it became just like a funny laughable meme mm -hmm. or this terrible influence Damn. um you know it's it's just crazy to it me it is it's fucking so, wild we live we grew up in a crazy age dude yeah like crazy mm -hmm. and <sighs> the internet she's I feel like this is just something that yeah, reminds me of how, I don't even know how to describe it, but like living in the age of information, mm -hmm. you don't think about that Fuck. every day. You don't think about the fact where you literally have everything you could want. Like I think about it all the time. I'm like, <laughs> holy shit. Imagine how much less fucking paranoid and stressed out people yeah. must have used to be when they yeah. couldn't just literally know anything they want at a moment's notice. Mm -hmm. You weren't so, like, over-flooded with content. I don't know. I feel like it's, it's good. a good and a bad thing. You know, I take for granted how I can just, like, it's have the answer to crazy. my question. It's so cool. Right but yeah, there's definitely a lot of downsides. But, yeah, it's just super interesting, at least for me, to have kind of looked into the Slenderman again now having been a kid playing these games and everything is mm -hmm. uh, just see to have lived through that was cool, it's but. funny because like i definitely obviously lived through it too but i never like 
played any of the games or really looked into it that much, but it permeated our mm. culture so much that like you could not know you at least who Slenderman was. Like yeah. and just him being in like different kinds of media, like you were saying, like family guy and like yeah. it's just so yeah. wild. It's everywhere and I was just a huge fucking nerd, so I I know a lot more of nerd culture, I think. Didn't get into any like I mean like as a kid I, I love like Nancy Drew and shit, like that kind of I spooky love that stuff. Too. But I didn't really get into like you know, internet lore and like really enjoying horror content and stuff like that until I was like a fully grown adult. So Yeah. Well, thank yeah. you. That was fascinating. Yeah. I really didn't know jack shit about that, so that was really interesting. I know. When I started writing it, I was like, oh, I think this is going to be a lot more of, like, a research paper on how, like, a simple, like, little thing on the internet can become, like, this larger... I can't believe I didn't know that. ...layered thing. Tentacles. Yeah. Yeah. He he just... It's for hugging. He's that guy. It's just for extra hugs. <laughs> no. <laughs> he gives real good hugs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look forward to in the future at some point um watching us play the Slenderman. <laughs> um the oh pages gosh. and the arrival. And Goat Simulator. I'm so excited. <laughs> Me I too. can't wait to get spooked on camera. You gotta try FNAF. Yeah, that's another yes, one. Yes, FNAF. We were PSA. Pearl didn't know jack shit about FNAF. No, until not. she brought it up to me and i was like oh god i was like sit I down a slight feeling morgan <laughs> is into this shit i think that this fucking nerd knows about and I was, math i was right and yeah and was she was right pleased because I don't have to be getting into the lore on my own yeah and now she sends me fnaf tiktoks <sighs> i'm so excited <laughs> Pearl Today, has, yeah, yeah, I'm going to talk. <laughs> what is going on with me right now? Anyway, black-eyed children. Aren't they called black-eyed kids? They're called black-eyed kids, black-eyed children. I feel like you just I called mean, them their like full legal name. <laughs> I know. Right? By saying children, the black-eyed children. I don't refer to them as that again. I just call them black-eyed kids, but. A lot of people call them black-eyed children. Children, oh, okay. kids, same shit. I've never heard you say children, so that just that threw me off. When I people apologize. say black-eyed children, I'm like, you need to stop. There's something about that word that makes it creepier. Children? <clears throat> That's so, true. Supposed reports of black-eyed kids, also known as BEKs, have been made since as early as the 50s. <gasps> But Brian Bethel's account is widely agreed to be the first one that circulated online and, like, really got that internet lore. This one is really, I'm really, like, nervous because it's been, it's one of those that's been a, around for a while. Mm -hmm. So it's more so, like, this has got to have some shred of truth. <laughs> okay. okay, so, um... I listened to an interview with Brian Bethel um, on a podcast called Somewhere in the Skies with Ryan Sprague, I think is how you say his last name, from an episode back in 2017. So we're going to start with Brian's account, which is like the most popular one that you can find online. 
It was an ordinary evening in 1996. Brian was parked in a parking lot, writing a check by the light of a theater marquee, and he was going to put it in the Dropbox for the nearby offices of his internet provider, which, throwback to when you had to go pay bills in person. (sighs) He hears a knock on his window and looks over to see two boys between 9 and 12. They're both wearing hoodies and jeans, and they just look like normal kids. He's not put off immediately. One is standing closer to the car door and the other behind him. The one in the front does all the talking throughout the exchange, and Brian refers to him as the spokesman. Brian cracks the window, thinking they're probably just going to ask him for some money or something, and the spokesman says they wanted to see a movie, but they forgot their money at home, and ask if he would be able to drive them to their mom's house nearby so they can grab it. He gets an inexplicable feeling of fear and dread. Like, the thought is absolutely terrifying to him, and he just wants to, like... He just feels like he needs to put distance between himself oh, and his stop, kids. Stop! Which makes no sense to him because he's like, they're These just children. kids. Like, why do I feel like this? So he tries to rationalize it. Children um, are scary. scary children, children, children are scary. <laughs> he tries to feel the situation out a little further. So he basically is like, I don't know. I'm just really trying to do this errand and go home. I don't know where you live. Blah, blah, blah. At this point, the spokesman was getting visibly irritated, and he keeps trying to reason with Brian. He then says, look, mister, we're just two little kids. We don't have a gun or anything. What? Excuse me? Who fucking said anything about a gun? At this point, Brian is just getting more scared by the moment, and he continues to try and get more information and rationalize his fear, because again... in his car? Why doesn't he drive away? He asks them what movie they're going to see, and they say Mortal Kombat. And Brian's thinking, okay, well, I know that movie's playing, so he looks up at the marquee and sees that the last showtime is 9.30. He then looks back at the clock in his car and sees that it's about 9.50 already. So by the time he drives these kids to go get their money and gets back to the theater, they would miss most of the movie. So he's like, uh, I hate this. At this point, he looks back towards the kids. He finally notices that they have completely black, shiny eyes. Oh, I just got chills down the back of my neck. No white. No whites in them eyes. He can see the theater marquee reflected back in them. (gasps) <gasps> oh! He describes that looking to their eyes, he felt no light, no life, absolutely nothing behind those eyes in like a very creepy way. At this point, he's visibly scared and he tells them no and starts rapidly rolling his window up. The spokesman starts angrily banging repeatedly on the car window. No, 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 no. The kid in the background who hasn't said a word this whole time has this expression of confusion as if he's thinking like, this isn't the way this is supposed to go. The spokesperson says, Mr. We can't come inside your car unless you tell us it's okay. What? Let us in. What? At this point, Brian peels the fuck out. (laughs) He's like, fuck them kids which he should have done a few minutes ago. As he's driving away, he glances into the rearview mirror and they're just gone. 
And what? not in a way that, like, they ducked behind something. Like, in the sense that there was nothing where they could have reasonably hidden themselves in that quick Okay, I of have a time. the worst chills, like... Uh, <sighs> it's the, giving me on chills, the back too. Of my neck. <laughs> and I'm, like, like, curling up like a turtle. <laughs> like, like... <laughs> He gets into his apartment, literally runs up to the door and locks himself in. And he's just terrified, mind reeling, spiraling because he's like, what the fuck? Like, they're just kids, but they have black eyes. Like, what's going on? Imagine if, like, if you got home from something like that and then, like, you finally start to chill out a little bit, figuring out what's going wrong. And then you look outside and they're standing there. (laughs) Same kids Fuck standing that. outside your window. Ah, why did I do that? <laughs> Dude, when I was doing, did I tell you this? When I was doing my black eyed kid research originally, black eyed peas. I was <laughs> sorry. Don't get me started. Um, I was going to bed and I got up to like close my curtain in my room and I looked down on the street and it was late at night and there was just someone standing down on the street in front of that little market kind of with a hoodie just staring like uh, not necessarily staring at me but like kind of just staring into the road and I couldn't see their face uh, and I was like if I hear a fucking knock on my door I'm gonna burn this place to the oh ground oh my fucking god that's <sighs> creepy as fuck it regardless scared me I was yeah. like what you doing wearing a hoodie at night <laughs> yeah Oh, that's terrifying. So, I, I kind of like almost shot myself a couple times when I was uh, <sighs> doing yeah, my Yeah, I got really scared. Too, so. I was like, I kept having to wait till Zach got home to do the research. Oh my god. Um, so back in these days, 1996, the internet is still in its infancy. But Brian was a frequent visitor of a website called Usenet, which could be equated to like an earlier version of Reddit. He was also a part of several email lists, um, one of which was devoted to ghost stories. He described that the latter felt more like a small family instead of an anonymous group because they had all been talking for quite a while, sharing stories back and forth. So he wasn't really sure if he should tell the full story, but he had already brought up a few details about it and figured that this group wouldn't, like, look at him as crazy. Mm -hmm. So... He wanted to give them the full story, and he finally decides to write the whole thing out. And this was a year following the encounter, so he's, like, still freaked out by it. Yeah. His friends on the email list told him he should share it on alt.folklore.ghoststories page on Usenet, which was a page that the members of this email list posted on regularly already. So he does. And from there, it quickly begins to spread. Um, right away he started getting emails and comments and just people responding to it and saying that they had experienced similar things, Mm. which he found unexpected and was kind of like, okay, well, this makes me feel a little less crazy, but also if other people experience this, what the fuck are these things? Maybe I'm not crazy. Personally, he has no idea what they are, but believes they are not human and of malevolent intent. And not human to the point that he felt as if they were subtly warping reality around them. Um, Which 
Excuse me? He said that there was a sense of time slowing down and a sort of quieting that happened. Like, uh-uh. there was just no background noise. Uh-uh. I'm literally filled with chills right now. No background noise. It felt eerily still. That kind of vibe. Fuck that. Um, at the time of the encounter, he was obviously a lot longer, younger than he is now. But he had already gone through plenty of training and was working professionally as a journalist at the time, which he's still doing, by the way. But yeah, so he acknowledged that it is very easy for people, witnesses, to get details wrong when they witness an event. But he is confident that because of his training, his attention to detail was sharp. He has also, on multiple occasions, gone back to the same theater around the same time at night, same parking spot, yada 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 with friends and tried to recreate it well enough to where they could dismiss the black eyes as, like, a trick of the light. I'm gonna piss my pants. (laughs) (sighs) My phone just started ringing, and it's this random number that I don't fucking recognize. And just in the middle of that, like, like feeling my watch, like, vibrating on my arm always gives me anxiety, no matter what. Just because it's, like, an anxiety-inducing feeling. Just feeling it, like, on your wrist. Um, But I just, like, started profusely sweating. Anyway, okay. You go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, that... That came up with nothing. As many times as he tried to recreate it, mm, doesn't work. Uh, He has considered many, many theories because there are so many theories, which I will get into. But as of this 2017 interview, his guess is ultra-terrestrial slash extra-dimensional beings, which is something I hadn't really heard of. So I found this description online. An extraterrestrial is generally considered to be an entity from beyond Earth, but within the universe as we know it, such as from another planet or star system. Ultraterrestrials are beings who come from beyond the realm of human experience altogether, whether from a parallel universe, alternate dimension, or another plane of reality intersecting with our own. This theory is used to explain other strange phenomena that often accompany UFO sightings, such as time discrepancies, discrepancies, mysterious flying creatures, poltergeist activity, and mysterious men in black. (laughs) Stop! (laughs) Stop! I'm so... I have chills and I'm sweating. Brian's story has remained consistent since he first shared it. He stands by his original recounting of the event and says he wrote it with every bit of journalistic integrity that he puts into all of his other work. So what do we think of Brian's story? (laughs) Rocks back and forth. Okay. Um, Fucking fuck. Dude. I would personally have pooped my pants in my truck. Yeah. And when I got home. And I'd be barfing yeah. and crying and sweating. I would have driven away a lot sooner, I think. No, I probably would have literally heard them knock and then been like, bye. <laughs> Fuck <Ryan>. them, kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm still, like, in the back of my brain thinking about the let us in. in mister we can't get into your car unless you tell us to uh okay i'm gonna cry 
All right, so I have another encounter, and then I'm going to get into, like, theories and other factoids. So, late one night in 2016... Spooky. 2016. It's a horrible (laughs) year for me. In rural Vermont, during a snowstorm, a couple is sleeping when the wife is awoken by a banging on the front door. Shut the fuck up. Shut up! Peering out the window, she can see that the motion-censored light is on, and there's definitely someone on the porch and (gasps) footsteps leading up to her house. Her first thought is that somebody probably got their car stuck in the snow and needed help, but she doesn't really feel safe. So she wakes up her husband to explain the situation while banging the banging on the door resumes. She stands in the hallway while he answers the door. Standing on the porch are two children who look to be about eight years old. They're staring down at the ground. There's a girl with very long hair and a boy that has sort of an old timey looking bowl cut. <laughs> she says they thought they might be she thought they might be Mennonite, but wasn't aware of like any Mennonite community in the area. In the so, middle of the night? <laughs> I know. I was like, she was, oh, it's the Mennonites. Oh, it's the Mennonites coming and knocking it's at my door at midnight again. The kids avoided eye contact and gave very unnerving vibes. When the husband yeah. asked if they were okay, they just asked to come inside. He asked where their parents were, and they said, they'll be here soon. Huh? Anyway, they let them in. What? Spoiler alert, don't mm. fucking let them in. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Because they're sweet. And they started making them hot chocolate. Because they're nice people. <sighs> in reply to questions the husband would ask, they just said in unison, our parents will be here soon. Mm. Of the couple's four cats, three were hiding and the fourth was back arched, hair, hair and tail poofed, Okay, hissing. when the animals mm-hmm. are reacting like that, something is something. fucking up. Something's up. If I ever see my cats acting like that when there's no, like, other animal in the area or something, uh-huh. I will pee my pants. Even when Pina does that, like, she a couple times has, like, freaked out and started, like, barking at the corner. I'm like, okay, <laughs> stop. Okay. Please stop. I'm scared. That's the point where I'm like, if you're, if you're here, I, I don't mean any harm. <laughs> Okay, so as the wife goes back into the living room with the hot chocolate, she finally makes eye contact with the kids and notices their completely black, shiny eyes. Oh! And she has... (coughs) It's gonna make you throw up, too. Literally. I'm, like, gonna puke. She kind of, like, has a little reaction, like a bodily reaction, because that's fucking terrifying. Yeah. And upon seeing her reaction, the two kids walk down the hall together to use the bathroom, in quotes. As the husband and wife turn to each other, the husband gets a nosebleed. Um, hello? As his wife is coming back into the room with some tissues for him, the power goes out. Um, okay. We're in a snowstorm, but like, bitch, the timing is spooky. Okay. Uh... In the darkened house... The wife notices that the kids have come out of the bathroom and are just standing at the end of the hallway, completely still, just staring at her. Like I said, fuck them kids. Um, 
Um. After what feels like an eternity, the boy says, our parents are here. And they walk to the front door, open it, and then leave it open, walking out to the street. As the couple go to close the door, they see that the, quote, parents are two tall men in black suits and a black car. They wave at the men throw up. who stare back for a moment, get into the car, and drive away. Oh, no. After their experience with the children, the woman's health started decline, to decline, and her husband was diagnosed with aggressive skin cancer. Oh One of their cats also had a hemorrhage and died in the house, and the other three went missing. I would have throw up. It's pretty fucking gross. No. Okay. Don't. You can't mention men in black suits. No. And. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. I'm really looking forward to what we do video with these because if you guys can see how long I've been sitting here with my mouth just hanging open they are not having a good time look of terror i am not (sighs) jaws dropped oh gooses bumped okay what the fuck don't let them in don't be a nice person (laughs) be a bitch so moving on to some more of the lore and other stuff um when you look into BEKs, there's a lot that comes up about a place called Cannock Chase, which is a dis- district in Staffordshire, England. It gets its name from a large, beautiful area of countryside called the Cannock Chase Area of Outstanding Natural Beauty, which is a gorgeous nature preserve with museums and I... It's not related Museum. at all. Museums. Museums. <laughs> um... There's a lot of cool stuff there. It's not the point, but I really want to go to England. Um, Anyway, there have been many, many sightings of young girls sometimes being described as having black eyes that scared the bejesus out of the locals. But the more I looked into it, the more convinced I was that these sightings are unrelated. They didn't behave. The girls didn't behave or interact with people the same way. They weren't trying to get into a house or a car, which is very telltale for black-eyed children. And it's just really quite different in general. But mainly, there were actually three young girls murdered in that area. And there was a literal serial killer that murdered them. And they were called the Canic Chase murders. So I really think that there's just some kind of spirits or remnants of these girls um that people have seen especially a death that violent yeah like young girls um quick question where were these two cases located the first two cases yeah those were both in the u.s one was in texas and one was in vermont vermont okay the majority of, like, stories you can find about them are U.S.-based, which is another reason why I'm like... Okay. I just, I'm just, I don't know if you're ever on Appalachia Talk. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, God. Or, like, have looked into, like, supernatural stuff in, like, Europe or the Scottish Highlands is a big one. It's just super interesting to me because Appalachia and the mountain range and highlands used to be the same mountain range. 
Um, so sometimes it's one story is sort of like, depending on the location, uh-huh. I'm kind of like, Ooh. Oh my gosh. Could be like an Appalachian, Scottish Highland, like mountain thing. Spooky. <gasps> okay, so factoids. Black-eyed kids, black-eyed children, B-E-Ks, appear as children that look to be between 6 and 16 years old, usually with very pale skin. There's nothing else off about them physically other than the black eyes, which is pretty off. That's pretty, pretty far off. A lot of the time they're seen wearing outdated clothing, like the Mm -hmm. Vermont story, or clothes that seem odd for a kid to be wearing. Many people describe them as speaking more like adults, but they very clearly have the appearance of children. Mm. Um, People who have had encounters always describe a feeling of complete dread and Mm -hmm. fear coming over them near the beginning of the interaction, (gasps) which is usually accompanied by confusion and attempted rationalization because most people who aren't monsters see a child that is lost or some way in need of help and they want to help them because that's like human instinct for the most part i would say like Mm -hmm. you're not just going to be like oh you need help fuck you but then they fill you with terror and dread and try to poop sweat (laughs) i've got sweat everywhere at all times (laughs) so to me this is a big part of what makes the concept of bek's so scary because a child is asking for help and everything in you is saying no, 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 no. But it's like also inherent for us to be like, okay, this kid needs help. Yeah. That um, that gives me demon vibes. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the whole thing where like. They make you like question try... your reality. Yeah. And like. Your intuition. Demons showing up or appearing as children. Children. It's like a huge thing um, that kind of like sets off a little light in my brain. So in most encounters, they approach you while you're in your car or they will knock on the door of your home. Fuck that. Fuck both of them. Fuck them. They always want something, usually either a ride somewhere or to come inside your home and use your phone. I mentioned this in the Brian Bethel story, but similar to vampires, it seems that they cannot come inside your home or your residence, your car, whatever, unless you specifically invite them in. Invite them. So don't. Don't do that. The last common occurrence with them is that most people don't notice the black eyes right away. The kids will mask it in some way, such as looking down at the ground, covering their eyes with their hair or a hoodie. And these encounters mostly happen at night, too, which probably plays another factor. Mm. They are largely considered to fall into the urban legend or creepypasta category, but for those that are a little more open to the possibilities, these are some common theories. Cryptid, which in my experience slash knowledge, a cryptid is like a creature, so I wouldn't really consider it a cryptid, but that's a theory. Yeah, that's true extraterrestrials, ultra-terrestrials, as we discussed earlier, a demonic entity or ghost slash spirit, real children possessed by something malevolent, or children abducted and assimilated by some kind of 
Yeah. <gasps> it being. It's all the kids that Slenderman takes. <laughs> Crossover that I didn't want. <laughs> and <laughs> vampires. Vampires. Are I'm like, not just bad. because you can't, you have to invite them in does not that mean they're vampires. They don't give me What else vibes. about them is vampire ish? I feel. Well, yeah. Just with like lights going out, nosebleeds, declining health. I want to say, okay, I feel like, so both of those stories that you gave us were, like, two kids. Mm-hmm. It's usually not one kid. It's typically more than that. It's typically, I, I think it can. There have been instances, uh, if we're talking about this like it's real. I want more stories. <sighs> but, um, yeah, it's usually, like, a pair. Okay. Um. <laughs> okay. So maybe it's like some sort of shapeshifter or something that, uh, maybe it's two kids, but they're one creature. Oh, that's disgusting. Um, or not. Maybe it's two creatures or something. And the mismatched clothes and like speaking gives me a super, super big, like obviously out of place mm-hmm. vibe of like maybe observing humans and kids and then mm-hmm. trying to act mm-hmm. like one exactly but something is off but something's off um so it's like at the beginning of the interaction people are like this is fucking weird yeah and you wouldn't normally feel like that if you're just talking to a regular ass kid yeah yeah <laughs> gives me that sort of vibe like something that's been watching and is trying to imitate but can't disgusting really get the nail like on the head because it's not human right that is a great theory i also forgot to say it goes along with the vermont story but most people who report encounters with black-eyed kids are too scared to agree to help them but ones who did give in say that horrible things would happen afterwards including accidents repeated nosebleeds nightmares extremely bad luck severe illness and even death yeah, that gives me, like, demonic entity vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> um, the villains wiki categorizes them as a paranormal stalker, which I thought was both funny yeah. and horrifying. Horrifying. Like, um, paranormal stalker, that's kind of like Slendy, right? That is Slendy boy. <laughs> uh, that is super disgusting. I do have to say it gives me, like, demonic entity, paranormal vibe, like, mm-hmm. to have that sort of effect on people's health and just, like, the environment as a whole mm-hmm. seems very, like, super out of place. I hate Not it. With every of the physical realm. Fiber of my being. Yeah. Um, no thanks. In many BEK sightings, they have been seen alongside men in black. <laughs> Just like the Vermont story, which if Why you aren't aware, me so much? I know because ah. of the otherworldliness of it all or ah. like, um, so yeah, if you aren't aware, men in black, I mean, the movie is based off of the urban legend, but they are a sort of urban legend. Um, they're adjacent to UFO or UAPs as we call them now sightings and other alien activity and have sometimes been thought to wipe the memories of witnesses 
Other than that, they're seen throughout a lot of other internet and urban lore and aren't always associated with extraterrestrials, so that's kind of up in the air. <sighs> I'm gonna have to do an episode about Men in Black. Um, you want to make you want to actually make me throw up on my on my computer? We'll see. I'll probably start researching it and then shit my pants. Yeah, probably. You'll look out your window again. And, I was looking into and, and it get a, a random bit. call from a fucking random ass number <laughs> from a random man in black. So skeptics believes there are many ways to debunk the existence of black-eyed kids, which include, but are not limited to the following. A large amount of these reports have been during the age of information and the age of technology, advanced technology. So we have tons of cameras, not just cameras on your phone, but a physical camera, CCTV footage, yeah. other kinds of security footage. Um, and yet not a shred of credible video or photographic evidence has been shared. Yeah, but that's, like, pretty much everything, everything. in this realm. Mm -hmm. Like, even shit that isn't, like, quote-unquote supernatural or otherworldly has fuck-ass, like, video. Like, the record- or the TikTok you shared with me, like, government cover-up. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever- the videos if maybe bitches it's are like, wiping memories. Maybe the video is fuck ass for a reason. Like somebody made it that way. And um, for some people a say like you know it's kind of like spirits occasionally will show up on camera, but most of the time yeah. not. Yeah. Or they're like drain your battery or whatever. They have some so. sort of like <laughs> influence on. Okay, skeptics. <laughs> uh, it is clear that. Probably a majority of reports have been little more than creative writing creepypasta. And it is fairly easy, at least today, to acquire contacts that black out your eyeball entirely. And many say that yeah, people who like have been... Yeah, but like in the 50s? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, uh, are we forgetting about the time when you couldn't get those? And Brian was talking about that too. He's like... In 96, whole eye black contacts weren't something you could just That's come by easily. That just, like, yeah. That would have to be expensive and, like, probably custom. So everyone's like, oh, it's probably just a prank. Bitch. That makes my health decline and my cats die and go missing? I think not. My personal opinion... I don't think a lot of stories like this are true in the yeah. sense that, like, a lot of people are just writing Making funny, no, funny, writing creepy stories. Yeah. And, like, you know. But I also fully believe that anything can happen, and I believe that people do have strange and unexplainable things happen to them. Mm -hmm. And I do believe people have encountered creatures and aliens. And I wrote, Bigfoot is definitely real in Fuck all caps. Yeah. So largely, no, I don't think a ton of people are actually seeing this type of shit. But in general, yes, I, yeah. there's a lot of odd things that people experience. And, you know, there's it's been happening for so long. Also, I can't remember what it's called. There's a term for it. I couldn't find anything online, but I've heard other podcasts talk about it and use this phrase. I'll try and figure out what it is. But anyway, there's this theory that if enough of us talk about something and share stories about it, 
the more likely it is to actually show up in oh, someone's yeah. reality. Oh, yeah, it's like mass manifestation, yeah, essentially. Yeah, exactly. Like, you speak it There's out like, into the universe enough, and if it's mass amounts of people doing so, then it's just obviously amplified. Mm-hmm. If you give... If you give something that much energy and attention... It essentially... And some um, some people are a lot more perceptible to shit like that and, like, things on the other side and, like, other oh, realms, yeah. parallel realities. Some people realities. are more sensitive to, yeah. So, like, you know, some people seem to have paranormal experiences littered throughout their entire lives. And then there's people who, even if they're open to it and want to experience something, never do. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. I'm a big believer in like anything can really show up in your reality yeah as fucking terrifying as that isn't as much as i never want it to happen to me exactly that i do think fuck people people see weird shit and i don't think Mm. everyone's crazy um it reminds me of the hat man do you know anything shut the fuck up that is no that is what i will don't go there (laughs) okay don't go there no, um, the hat man scares the fuck out of me. I'm gonna cry. Same. No, it's like literally one of my biggest fears. Fuck out of me. Have you ever had sleep paralysis? No, but I'm terrified of, I've always been terrified of having sleep paralysis. That is why I will not try to lucid dream. Fair enough. I had one lucid dream. Shifting uh, not lucid is dream. different. Lucid sleep paralysis? Dreaming? No, thanks. And it was genuinely like the scariest thing of my life Mm -hmm. and like i low-key have always thought because it was like i was asleep in my bed and then i like woke up woke up was in sleep paralysis and i was facing one side of my room not the side with my door and i could couldn't move could not move my body whatsoever and i just knew that there was someone, something staring at me. No. From the other side of the bed. No. And I legit, it wasn't like I'm frozen in fear. No. It was like, I cannot move my body. <sighs> and it only lasted for like, I don't know, maybe a minute. That and then when I turned like around, I was fine. Hours. But I was like, I've always kind of had the sneaking suspicion that like, it would have been the fucking hat, man. <sighs> Um, I would cry forever. It was so fucking scary, dude. No, thank you. There's been many times when I, like, (laughs) I, like, convince myself that I I fall asleep facing in a certain direction. That if I have sleep paralysis, like, I won't see something again, but... Yeah, yeah. It's always... Do you ever... You're ever falling asleep or trying to, and you're scared to open your eyes? Yes. That happens to me all the time, where I'm like, I cannot open my eyes. I cannot open my eyes right now, or or else I'm going to see something that I do not want to see. And I hate that my brain does that. I hate it so much. I know, and it, like, makes me feel like... I am going to materialize something into my reality. Exactly. Because I'm like, bitch, you gotta stop fucking thinking about stop, this shit. Stop doing this I shit. I don't want it. No, thank you. Um, Lately, have... I've been waking up and just staring into the corner of my room because I'm like, maybe I can, like, scare it away or something. <laughs> you, your eyes, your first, like... Seeing something in the corner of my room. Hatman nope. or anything. Nope. No. Big, 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 big. Yeah. Big fear. Yeah. I have a full-length body mirror, like, in the corner of my room. Uh. And I just, like, 
always make sure it's facing the corner or facing the wall. So you can't. Unless I have to use it. And I have, like, coat hanger thing on no! the wall that always scares the fuck out of me. Especially, like I said, like, I've been losing my fucking shit <laughs> doing, the, doing the research for my Slenderman stuff. And I'm like, because you can see the outline of coats and shit, even if it's dark. And I'm like... And when, you're, when you just wake up out of it and you, your eyes haven't adjusted to the room yet, you're like, bitch. Yeah, that might be a coat, but it also might be something else. It might be, yeah. Um, I had a... Eh, I have eh, always eh. been extremely afraid of the dark as long as I can remember. Like, even now, yeah. I... If I have to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, I'll take my phone and turn on my flashlight between my bedroom and the bathroom, which is not very far. You've yeah. been to my house. Yeah. Because I'm like, no, I'm not going to fucking be in the darkness by myself. I'm not. No. I'm still scared of the dark. Dude, last night, oh my god, I thought, I almost texted you before I went to bed because I thought I was, I was going to piss my pants. (laughs) (laughs) Piss my pants. (laughs) I was so terrified. And even when, like, Isaiah was asleep. Even when you're, like, alone and you're that terrified, like, I feel embarrassed. <laughs> oh, yeah, same. It's like, bitch, I am 25 I years old. I was, like, having a paranormal experience or something. I was no laying in bed and I turned to the side that, like, the window mm-hmm. is. No, and first wrong red, place. just, like, flashing off of the... The curtain? The window? Wait, what? The curtain. the Because we have, like, the white layered one that you can, like, shift open and close and stuff. Mm-hmm. Just, like, this, like, glowing red light across. Was it, like... Flashing. Possibly. Was there, like, a, like an ambulance or something? Flashing. And so then I'm like, what the hell is that? Lean up out of bed, and I look the opposite side... And because, like, the window is on one side of our bedroom and then the door's on the other side. So I, like, look over to the door and the light is coming from the window and it's, like, flashing on the door, too. And there's just, like, this red light. And I was like, what the fuck is that? There's nothing in our room that would be doing that. So I walk over to the window somehow. Couldn't be me. Somehow I was able to do that. I walk over the window I'm, like, touching the blinds and, like, trying to figure out what, where the fuck this is coming from. I'm, like, looking on the windowsill to see if there's somehow something up there that Isaiah put that's flashing. And then I finally get the balls to, like, open up the window blinds. And, yeah, it was, like, an ambulance or something. I only, (laughs) like, I get so many non-siren ambulances in my neighborhood that I see those flashing red lights all the fucking time. Otherwise, I would be like, <laughs> that has never, ever happened. And yeah, I was, I was yeah, this is a little petrified. bit more secluded. I'm glad terrified. it wasn't a, a spaceship. I'm glad it wasn't like fucking. I'm glad there weren't aliens landing in your backyard. Me too. Honestly, God, um, another day. I'm glad not to live on the bottom floor. Yeah, yeah. I have to close this door every night. Um, oh, yeah, fuck that. Because of my Clint Eastwood. I have a Clint Eastwood, <laughs> a big canvas photo of him from that movie. What's that movie called? I always forget. 
The one that coined the wah, 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 wah. I can't remember the name. Oh, I still don't know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, but yeah, I have a big photo of Clint Eastwood and it's currently like in the window right now. Uh, but at night it looks like somebody's standing outside of the window. Yeah. It's like literally the perfect spot for like some creeper to be looking in. Yeah. Yeah. So I have, I closed the door because Fool me once, I'm an idiot. <laughs> Not gonna happen again. <laughs> my own photo. I have to keep my bedroom door open. I don't know, you, you keep your bedroom door open at night? God, no. I have to because my cats will... I'm scared. ...fucking shred the door during the night. And oh. I want them to be able to come snuggle with me. Yeah. Um, Which I hate, because I, I mean, I love the snuggles, but... Do not appreciate having that door open because it's another situation where I'm like, I'm going to look at that door in the middle of the night and in there's the going to be frame. someone standing in it. Some, exactly. Oh, <sighs> it's terrifying. Literally, my routine every night is just trying to convince myself that I'm not going to see spectral yeah. figures in my house. Yeah. Um, I have that. I, I never look down the hallway at night because... Our bathroom is right next to our bedroom, so, like, I just come out of our, like, through our doorway and then just right into the bathroom, but I never look down the hallway into, like, no, the living room or anything because I'm, not. like, convinced that I'm going to see something. <laughs> I'm convinced that there's going to be, like, a shadow figure or something, like, that I see. Dude. And I'm not inviting that sort of energy into my life. I'm like, I'm no, just going to go like pee. we are right now talking about it. I'm just going to go pee. No, that was a PSA. I'm not PSA inviting you. to any um, spirits, any spectral. Again, I'll probably, it depends on how I'm feeling. I'll either be like, kill me now or like, get the fuck out of here, bitch. I'm terrified. <laughs> um, Grab some salt. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. Somebody call seventeen. I, I was ve- I was very scared of the dark as a child, like I was saying. But I had a lot. So I had a lot of moments in my bedroom growing up where I would think that I was seeing shit. And like part of me now, as an adult, with how fucking creepy my parents' house is. I love my parents' house, oh my but God. like, there's something going on there. Um. And I can see that now as an adult, that really? I was not just... I... Multiple of my siblings have had weird experiences in that house. I 100%. Uh, remember in Gradient Households, I was telling you that, like, my neighbors had, like, this huge pantry. And we always, like, went over there. Uh-huh. Um, 100% to this day, back then, forever, there is something in their basement. It was my basement. There is something fucking down there. And, like, Come it's on. just not, it's just, like, like there was it's just... unsettling to think about. Like, uh-huh. the feeling that you just, like, got being down there, it was just, like, immediate. Like, you crossed the threshold, and it was just, like, this heavy dread that was so uncomfortable. It was, like, I do not want to be in here. I need to leave right now. I wouldn't think of everything Every excuse to not go in, like, certain rooms. I would literally be filled with dread going down into my basement, which I had to go in a lot because, 
one of my siblings' bedrooms was down there, and also in the garage, there was, like, our second fridge and a freezer, so I would always be sent down there to, like, grab shit. Oh, but I would literally run up the stairs every single time. I felt so unsettled being down there. Um, my sibling actually told me a few years ago that, like, when they were living in the bedroom, there was a little moment of, like, seeing some sort of shadow figure, um, and literally their bedroom door slamming open and shut by itself. Are you kidding me? Which I was like, um... Uh, why didn't you tell me this before? But also, I'm glad you didn't tell me this before because I would have not been able to exist in that no, house. No. Um. How long have your parents lived there? Um. I think we moved in there when I was like, I don't know, like five or something. Yeah. Long okay. time. Twenty years. Okay. So it's like if we still had the house that I grew up in. If you ever buy a house, something that like I should have done, I still haven't done. I keep forgetting. Look up, like, like the public records for I've that property. i tried doing that for the apartment I live in now. Yeah, for the no property. Avail. Yeah, see see what's fucking going on. Try to, try to do that with your parents' house. I have. I'll need to, I, there's so many things that, like, you have to pay to access records. I'm oh. Like, I need to find the right. You have to pay to access public records? Yeah. <laughs> I hate it here. I know, right? I'm sure I could find something if I really dug, though. Dude. Because that is some dark shit. Yeah. I that's hate. terrifying. I hate, I hate, Hashtag I hate. Fuck that. Um. Yeah. I spent a lot of time Scooby-Doo running to different rooms in my house because I was literally so fucking scared. <laughs> I used to have... I wish that you knew more, like, the... You knew more about the layout of my parents' house. You've been there I, for the Cuisin Art Party. <laughs> apparently, you've been to a Cuisin Art Party, I think. At one but. point, there's like a garage um, at the back of my house, which doesn't really make sense. Like, it was supposed to be for a car, but like, I don't really understand how somebody would casually get a car back there. Anyway, one time when one of my siblings moved home and there wasn't like enough bedrooms anymore, we converted that into a bedroom. And after a while, I lived in that room and... I liked it because it had its own door to the outside and it was when I was like, you know, graduating high school. So like I could come and go as I pleased. It was much more preferable, but it was also in the basement attached to the garage. I would have to go through the dark, creepy garage that had a creepy understair area to get to the bathroom. No, no, no. Which the bathroom was next to the abyss of darkness that was the rest of my basement so oh my god peeing during the night not my favorite activity and i would always be so fucking spooked because before i never lived on the ground floor i always lived up to where i wouldn't be able to see anyone peeking in my window which i never did while i was down there but yeah there was multiple windows and they were right by the head of my bed. Oh. It was terrifying. Oh, gross. So, gross. yeah. And now Tess, uh, their bedroom is the one with the slamming door. Oh, they, they they are living in the haunted bedroom. Sorry. Don't listen to this, Tess. <laughs> nah, they're already, like, 
spooked about it. We gotta get them some, like, wards or something. No, seriously. Like... Because that's terrifying. Just a fucking nightlight, too, man. <laughs> wow. Some wards and, like, a little a little nightlight. We'll get you one. Like, and some holy like, water. Seasonal ones. Yeah. <laughs> a little squirt gun full of holy water. Yeah. I'd love that. Honestly, I need that. Just for, you know, backup. Yeah. <laughs> well, um. That was fun. That was fun. Now we I'm should gonna do... be shaking in my damn boots when I go back home. We should definitely do more like urban legend yes. ones though, because that that was really fun. That was that was good. I liked that a lot. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us on this spooky ride. If you want to see our social medias or contact social us, social media, we will have all that info linked in the episode description. Yeah. So, <laughs> thanks for joining us today. Stay spooky. I hope you're not shitting bricks right now because of the episode. <laughs> and if you're not, I'll do it for you. <laughs> hug, hug, kiss, kiss. Hug, <laughs> hug. Little, little hug. Key. <laughs> I don't remember. Kiss, kiss. Little kiss. <laughs> Girl, bye. Girl, bye. <laughs>